Once there was a man who did some pretty despicable things to a group of marginalized people. He persecuted them, watched as they were murdered for their beliefs, and in fact helped instigate said murders, sent others to arrest them, and even set out on a journey to search for and essentially kidnap those who believed differently than him and bring them to his city. What a terrible human being, we might think, right? There's no way there could be anything redeemable about him. And there's no way he could change his ways, like ever, right? And even if he claims to change, we can't forgive him for what he did. And he should just fade off into obscurity. In 2019, former President Barack Obama said in a speech at the Obama Foundation Summit, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who are you are fighting may love their kids and, you know, share certain things with you. During this speech, he was referring to call-out or cancel culture, which is when someone is ostracized, boycotted, or shunned when they have been deemed to have acted or spoken in an unacceptable manner, either in present day or in the past. President Obama said, I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people that the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people, and that's enough. This is not activism. That is not bringing about change. If all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far. Now, I remember back during college when I was a lot more politically outspoken than I am now. A few years back, I looked back at some of the Facebook posts that I had made during the 2008 election, and I was so embarrassed by some of them that I immediately deleted them. There was a realization that I was speaking not only from a place of ignorance, but also galvanized idealism, and a belief that if others didn't agree with me, then they were wrong. Life experience, hearing and learning other people's stories, and understanding that the world is not so black and white, but rather filled with shades of gray, changed the beliefs that I held. I also like to think that God was working through different circumstances, being a guiding light and leading me. There's certainly more to learn, and I'm quite positive that I will be in a completely different place 10 years from now, but that's part of life. We change, we evolve, our beliefs and ideals shift. They deepen, they grow, or at least that's what I think God intends for us. This month, we've focused on belonging, believable belonging. Belonging that's because of who we are right now, not who we could become, not who we were, but belonging because we are living here and now and God loves us and accepts us. When we belong, we belong despite our differences in opinions and beliefs. We are also given room to grow and to learn. We're given space to seek forgiveness when we have behaved poorly. And we're also given time to figure things out as we wrestle with hard topics, things that were ingrained into us as children, changes in tradition and lament over what we may have said or thought in ignorance. Now, there are some truths that just remain truths. It is duck, duck, gray duck, not duck, duck, goose. Anyone who says differently is wrong. But in all seriousness, part of living and growing is recognizing that we do hold some truths to be undeniable. 
And the fact of the matter is not everyone holds the same beliefs that we do. We as humans will sometimes do and say things that are ghastly. And when we come to the realization that these acts were thus, then we're called to repentance. We're called to seek forgiveness and to change our ways. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found anyone who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. He answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. At this moment he is praying, and he has seen a vision that a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on your way here has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. In our focus text for today, we hear the story of this man named Saul. Saul was a persecutor of Christians. Saul helped orchestrate the stoning of the Apostle Stephen. Saul was responsible for the arrests of many Christians. Saul hated Christians. Saul was on his way to Damascus, set to capture as many Christians as possible, to send them to Jerusalem to be brought to justice for their crimes of being Christian. Along the way, Saul encounters Jesus on the road. Jesus asks why Saul is persecuting him, and Saul asks, who are you? And Jesus tells them, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And then Saul is struck blind. He's led to Damascus by those traveling with him because he couldn't see anything. And during this time, God speaks to a man named Ananias, who is a disciple of Jesus living in Damascus. 
God tells him to take care of Saul, to lay his hands on him so he may regain his sight. And Ananias is all like, um, look God, I've heard of this dude. He's not good news. He's done horrible things to your people. Nope, I don't want anything to do with him. He's a bad guy. And you know what God says? Yep, I know, but help him anyway. He's going to do great things for me. He'll suffer for me, but he will share the gospel with Gentiles, with kings, and with the world. So Ananias goes and does what God asks. He probably wasn't very thrilled about it, but God told him to do so, so he did. Saul regained his sight, he was baptized, and he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues. One of our challenges today is that there does not seem to be any room for repentance and forgiveness. Once a person has done or said something that goes against what has been deemed acceptable by a particular community, that person's done, not worthy of forgiveness, and if they do seek repentance, their past continues to be brought back up as if people aren't capable of changing, growing, and learning. The guy from the beginning of the sermon, that despicable guy who was a persecutor of the marginalized who all of a sudden changed his ways, that was Saul. He later changed his name to Paul, and he became one of the greatest apostles, who wrote a good chunk of the New Testament, who helped share the gospel all over Eastern and Southern Europe and the Mediterranean. I have to wonder what might have happened if Paul lived today. Would people have disregarded his message because of his past? It makes you wonder. Now, I mean, I get why Ananias didn't want to welcome Saul in. Saul had been a not nice person, but Ananias was also willing to give him a second chance because God told him to. When we've been hurt, it is hard to give that person who hurt us a second chance or a third or fourth. However, we have also hurt others and I would imagine that we want a second chance to make that right. I would imagine that you want others to see that you have changed, have grown, and have learned. If we want that for ourselves, shouldn't others also be deserving of it? We all have a past. We all have a future. We all have a present right here and now. We live, we learn, we grow. We experience life in ways that others who have not walked in our shoes don't. And through it all, we belong. We belong to God. We belong to a community. Now, we may think that we know everything, but we really don't. No one does except God. And you know what? God knows everything and God still calls us his children. People who look, act, think, and believe differently than us, all given that title of God's child, precious in his sight, called by name. As we live into this title, may we be open to learning, growing, and changing. May we be willing to repent and seek forgiveness. And may we be willing to offer forgiveness, second chances, and a chance to welcome others. Thanks be to God for the good news that we are forgiven, welcomed, and told that we belong. Amen.
This next week, I encourage you to take a deeper look by journaling about, meditating on, or talking about these questions, either by yourself or with another person or a small group. The first is, what beliefs did you have before that have changed over the years? And the second, do you believe a person can change for the better and deserves a second chance?